0: Anthony Richardson nearly pulled off a comeback win to cap a Herculean effort, but ultimately the Colts fell short in an overtime loss to the Rams. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. All right. Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen post game, I suppose. Uh, this is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's post game show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, which helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, hello, everybody. Jake Arthur here from Horseshoe Huddle. I'm reporting to you live from Lucas Oil Stadium, where uh, it was an interesting game, interesting game to say the least. Uh, the Rams got out to a 23-0 to lead. The Colts didn't put any points on the board until about five and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Um, honestly, it seemed by the end of the first quarter that the route was on and that the Colts were not going to have a chance. Uh, It just they they defensively they weren't didn't seem like they were playing very wisely. Uh, They were going up against an offense that had showed you through the first few weeks of the season time and time again what they're good at and the Colts defended it just like every other team had Um, offensively very sluggish just not hitting where they needed to a lot of missed opportunities Uh, you know a lost fumble some penalties here and there but uh, in overmatched offensive line that was missing a couple starters that was really showing through ultimately again, like I mentioned five and a half minutes left in the third quarter, Anthony Richardson and the Colts really turn it on. They get a couple of uh, touchdown drives put together Uh, two of their three touchdown drives in that, you know, late portion of the game. They capped them with two point conversion attempts, which are always more difficult than it seems uh, ultimately, Anthony Richardson just really put the team on his back. Uh, had a, a heck of a day. I don't think it's another game where the box score is really not going to tell you the whole story. Uh, 11 to 25 passing, which looks bad on its face, uh, but 200 yards. You know, it's about eight yards for YPA. A couple of passing touchdowns, had a rushing touchdown as well. In the first half, the offense was only him. Like they could not do anything offensively unless he was running the ball, it seemed. Uh, In total, he had 10 carries for 56 yards and a touchdown. He's actually the youngest player in NFL history, at least during the Super Bowl era, to have multiple passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown in the same game. It seems like every week he just becomes the first player to do this, the youngest player to do this. He's pretty much rewriting the Colts' rookie quarterback rushing record books. You know, He's got four rushing touchdowns now through the first three games. Uh, first, Col- first Colts rookie to do that. Uh, I believe he's also the first NFL rookie quarterback to have three straight games with a rushing touchdown. I believe Jameis Winston was the last one to do that. So, you know, th- it it doesn't look like extravagant. He's not putting up like huge numbers, but you realize just how effective he is running the ball. You don't get this a lot. Like he's really, he's really cashing in on that. Um but I wanted to talk about, you know, there, there's been a little bit of chatter with some people. You know, Gardner Minshew was two and zero basically those last two weeks, and maybe you stick with him. That's not that's not the overwhelming tone at all. But I think we have all heard a little bit of it by now. And I just think you look at this game, and the Colts come back from twenty three points down, bring it to overtime, twenty three to twenty three. That does not happen without Anthony Richardson making the plays that he made. Uh, there were things that he did out there that were not routine in the least. They were incredibly athletic plays. They require supreme arm talent like he has. Uh, you look at the, the throw to Mo Cox for the 35-yard touchdown. He's making that throw on a rope as he's falling to the ground. The two-point conversion to Zach Moss. He has to scramble around and hop and kind of do some sort of tomahawk chop to get that to Moss for the two-point conversion. Uh, the Josh Downs play with the 30 yards up the seam. The, the Alec Pierce play. There were so many things that Anthony Richardson did today that simply would not have happened if it was Gardner uh, Minshew. Minshew, I've i credited him all week. Like I think he did a great job doing his job. He operated the offense well enough to win those games. Uh, the defense was doing really, really well those those last couple of weeks as well, and they were playing contra- complementary football. Um, but simply put, it's get, they, they didn't lose this game because of Anthony Richardson. They only were able to come back and even make it a competition because of him. Uh, so luckily, I think the vast majority of people are still on board with Anthony being the starter. Um, I just don't quite understand how you can watch that and say that, you know, Gardner is the better quarterback for this team right now. I think we're seeing all the time Anthony is getting better and better. He's learning. He doesn't typically make the same mistakes twice, but the just spectacular plays that he makes, I feel like they're coming more often. And once the Colts, you know, have played together with everybody in tow for a little longer, I think we're going to see some more consistency offensively. Um, I think things move pretty well when he's back there. Um, I think it's just going to take a little patience from everybody. Like, remember, this is still, this is still a young offense with a first-time head coach, a rookie quarterback. Again, we all knew this was going to be a waiting game, but I think we're seeing a lot of really positive things. I just think it sucks to lose. Basically, no matter what happens when you're losing, you kind of lose context a little bit. Um, Somehow the Colts are, you know, every other team in the AFC South won today, but the Colts are still technically atop the AFC South. Um, you know, it's it's not all bad. Like this loss really sucked. We could have been sitting here talking about a 40 to zero loss or something with how things were going in the first half. So, not all bad. So, I'll get my positive vibes out of the way there. Uh, defensively, I had, a, I think everybody really had a big problem with how things operated defensively. So Matthew Stafford and Puka Nakua have been shredding defenses all throughout this early season, uh, particularly zone defenses. Like we've seen Stafford do this with Cooper Cup the last couple years. He, Stafford has found another player who is an absolute zone buster and just eats things alive. And it's not like Nakua has been some secret. Like he was already on pace to set records coming into this game. And now afterwards, his 39 receptions and his 501 yards are both the most by any player in their first four games in NFL history. So it's not like this came out of nowhere. This was not some secret that this is what the Rams were doing. And so the fact that the Colts didn't make it tougher in coverage and get a little more man and get physical, I don't know how that wasn't the approach. Um, Maybe they were confident in – the secondary's ability to cover, and it just bit them. Maybe they thought they were going to get more pressure. I think we all did. I don't know where the, – the Rams' offensive line is bad. So – and they got sacked six times last week against the Bengals. I don't know how there was such limited pass rush. I, ju- I think this whole thing just must have taken the Colts by surprise defensively because that's the only reason I can think why – you allow a team that has showed you what they're capable of doing already for the first three weeks to continue that the Rams got out to an early big, a big early lead within the first quarter. It felt like the game was out of reach by then because of what Stafford and Nakua were doing. You even saw Tyler Higby had five catches for 63 yards. Like he was that the passing game was shredding. Um, and, And ultimately they called game with it. They, they won 29 23, uh, with a big open field 22 yard catch from Stafford to Nakua. There wasn't anyone in Nakua's neighborhood. How you lose sight of a guy who has been murdering you all game, I do not know. So, uh, we'll, you know, we'll talk about that more on our next show as well. And we'll get into it uh, a little bit more later in the next segment, though. We're going to talk uh, more about the offense. The guys surrounding Anthony Richardson, you know, we obviously got to show some attention to uh, QB1 initially, but first a word from our sponsors. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available and that's why you got to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and ultimately hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com/slash/lockedonNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And every dayers, man, if you if you hung with us throughout last week, we pretty much told you the ingredients for a Colts win, and it seemed like everything went wrong. You know, everything we identified as a sensitive point in this matchup pretty much reared its head. Uh, so we'll talk more about that in this Colts next matchup, you know, another AFC South matchup uh, coming up here uh, next, you know, Jonathan Taylor is going to start his practice window. Uh, so we got a lot of interesting stuff coming for you guys um, next week. Hopefully, hopefully we can finally hear from Jonathan Taylor at the Colts complex as he begins practicing. Cause that will bring us a lot of interesting information because that's a guy who's got a lot of stuff to answer. Uh, but moving on, Talking about the offense from today, I don't think anyone was surprised that the offensive line had its struggles. Uh, they were down Ryan Kelly, the center. They were down Bernard Ryman at left tackle, both those guys with concussions. Uh, Ryman, unfortunately, you know, just developed concussion symptoms late in the week, popped up on the injury report on Friday. And that is obviously far too late in the week in order to progress through the concussion protocol. So he was out which uh gave Blake Freeland an opportunity to meet Aaron Donald and it did not go well. Uh Donald I think was let's see I think he, he was credited with his stat, his stat sheet does not reflect as well as his actual game was. So he had one sack and two tackles for loss officially. Uh but he lived in the Colts backfield. He flushed Richardson out repeatedly. He was there in the trenches to meet Zach Moss several times. He played like a menace. We know he is, and that's – we should not be surprised of, of how that all went. So uh, even, you know, Quentin Nelson, the Colts' best offensive lineman, Nelson had some wins, but Donald, you know, took him for a ride multiple times as well. That's just a guy – you you know what it is. Like, you just got to survive the game, essentially. So shouldn't really be too surprised by that. Ultimately, the Colts did – have some progress rushing the ball though it was really ugly early on. Uh, they finished with 133 yards and a touchdown on 31 carries. it's uh, a 4.3 average it was again it was going really rough early on and it was pretty much all Anthony Richardson uh, but Zach Moss once again stepped up. he was one of the first players that I've I had noticed in the second half came out and just played like they were tired of getting it handed to them. I think he had five carries for 10 yards in the first half, ultimately comes out in the second half, winds up with 18 total carries for 70 yards. Uh, so once again, that's another guy that's been a stud. Seven consecutive games now for the Colts that he's had at least 70 yards from scrimmage. Uh, really solid player for them. Allows the Colts to not have to rush any decisions with Jonathan Taylor either. Uh, so that guy really you know, wore his hard hat today. It wasn't an extravagant game, but he had – In the second half, he had two carries. He had two seven yard carries, had a 20 yard carry. Uh, He had the two point conversion. So, Anthony Richardson, yes, was very, very critical to the Colts coming back. Uh, But Zach Moss really helped extend those drives and keep the chains moving. And he kind of feels like an unsung hero of this game. Even though they did lose, they're probably not in position to make things as interesting as they did or even get it to overtime uh, without Moss's contributions. Uh, It was a decent day for the tight ends. Uh, Drew Ogletree scored his first touchdown of his career. Really good to see because, you know, he missed his rookie year with a torn ACL after having that awesome training camp in preseason. Uh, Came back this year and then promptly had to leave his first game with a concussion, missed the subsequent game, and has really been productive since. Uh, He had three catches for 48 yards. And again, that touchdown today looked really good doing it. He's been a downfield threat. Uh, I think he's giving you right now what you're missing in Jelani Woods, uh, just like a physical freak who's a mismatch and can do a little bit downfield and after the catch, and he's just not the normal tight end. And I think Richardson and him are really starting to come along. Uh, so Mo Ali Cox, there finally was a Mo Ali Cox signing. Uh, he he basically did his Mo thing day. <clears throat> randomly pops up for a long thirty-five yard touchdown. Again, I mentioned that was like a really really good play from Richardson rolling out, buying time, and just delivering a dart to Mo. Uh, he did the rest. He fought for like five or ten yards to get into the end zone. So that was a really good play by both players. Uh, good to see them get some contributions from Mo because he's the type of player he, he needs that, you know. It's been a while. It's been a rocky couple seasons for him. Uh, Kylan Granson, a couple catches for 24 yards. Had one that was went for 17 not his best day. Uh, he had a couple plays out there they probably could have come down with. I thought that one downfield, the back shoulder, left side. You guys who watch the TV broadcast could probably tell better. Uh, but it looked like it hit the defender. It would have been a tough, tough play for him, regardless. Uh, but there was one or two opportunities there for uh, for Granson to do a little something. But he's been the steadiest tight end since the summer, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, burn him too much for that one. Uh, somewhat surprisingly, Michael Pittman, who has had eight catches throughout each of the, the first few games, per, held pretty quiet in this one. Just one catch for 15 yards. Uh, there were some opportunities here or there. I don't think it was a bad game for him. He just wasn't like heavily used today. Uh, Alec Pierce we've been waiting on that downfield shot, and it couldn't have come at a better time. Uh, Richardson hung tough and just delivered a weird short-arm strike. That flew down the field, I think it was like 38 yards on the reception. Uh, and then a 15-yard penalty by the defense, tacked 15 more onto it. So wound up being a 53-yard play for the Colts. That was very beneficial. Um, again, Pierce had another one or two plays where kind of makes you a little frustrated that he didn't come down with it. But at least they got that first downfield shot out of the way. We've been waiting on that for a really long time. So finally got that one. Josh Downs. I don't know about you guys, but I am ready to see more Josh Downs up the seam. Uh, he had that. Him and Richardson had that great play earlier. I think it was in the preseason um, where they connected for like that twenty-yard shot up the seam. Did it for thirty yards today. It was a beautiful throw by Richardson. Uh, Downs just has really strong hands. He catches pretty much dang near everything. Richardson. Uh, sends his way those two have a nice connection down the middle of the field it seems Uh, Downs obviously has the the speed and quickness to not only get downfield but kind of find the the open spots even in the middle of the field so I'm ready for that to be more of a staple to offense because just like we've seen with the tight ends you know in terms of route running and stuff they have a lot of the similar assignments to the slot receivers and obviously Downs you know is going to be the shiftiest of that group. So I I think he's going to be the one to be able to cash in on those type of things more often. So a decent day for those guys overall looking to see some more consistency um, in, in, in certain areas though. But in the second half, they really turned things on. It looked a lot better than it did in the first half when they, they couldn't string anything together to save their lives. So We'll go ahead and begrudgingly talk about the defense uh, here in a minute. But first, another word from our sponsors. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than now. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. If there are areas of betting you don't like, there's going to be something in there for you. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Okay, so the defense. We got the zone the zone defense part of it out of the way, the Matthew Stafford, Puka, Nakua stuff. I said leading up to this game, and I even said in the pregame show, uh, if you watched uh, Andrew Moore and I speaking at Nevermore, I was not worried about the Rams' run game. Uh, however, the Rams had other plans, and they made me look like an idiot because DeForest Buckner was banged up this week, and he was on a pitch count but he did play when he left the field they smelled blood in the water man like Kyron Williams had a really really good game he wound up running 25 times for 103 yards and two touchdowns the blocking was just really good by the Rams offensive line again a line where they really should have been overmatched the Colts defensive line is better than the Rams offensive line is I really don't know how this all happened Uh, Just a a defense that had been riding high and I guess was due for a down performance. But, man, the, the Rams coming into this ranked 25th in rushing. They were right around 85 yards per game. They finished this one 36 carries for 164 yards and two touchdowns. So they basically doubled their normal rushing output against a Colts defense that's pretty good against the run. So yes, Buckner was in and out of the lineup, but it's like, why should that matter that much? You know, Grover Stewart's still there. Pay, Samson, Abukam, like Zaire Franklin, who's leading the league in tackles. All those guys were still there. Uh, So the Rams just really had their number today. It seems I I don't, I have no explanation for that. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear more from that. We'll, We'll hear from Gus Bradley, offensive coordinator, Jim Bob Cooter. We hear from the assistants on Tuesday. So, That'll be interesting to kind of get their perspective on, on how they saw things after watching the film. I definitely want to shout out a few players in particular. Uh, So Dio Dangbo, very bright spot for a defensive front that did not do a whole lot in this one. Uh, This guy played out of his mind at seven tackles with one for loss, one and a half sacks, a forced fumble, a pass breakup and four quarterback hits. So like statistically, he he rivaled Aaron Donald in this one. I mean, Donald was a constant, basically terrorist against the Colts' offensive front. But Dio had himself a game. You know, one of the best games of his career. You could, you might be able to say his best in terms of consistency and not just like lucking into the plays that he sometimes do, does. Uh, but it just goes to show you when you play with like such a high motor and you're relentless and you never quit. Like good things happen. And Dio is a big example of that. Pay normally is a big example of that. He had a pretty quiet day today. uh, But, man, really big performance from him. Uh, Zaire Franklin continued his historic march towards uh, not only the Colts record books, but kind of making his imprint in NFL record books as well a little bit. Another dozen tackles today. He's had over 10 tackles. Every game this year, uh, I think he's now fifth all-time in Colts franchise history in 10 tackle games. They gave him half a sack. He had another quarterback hit as well. So he was all over the place. Uh, easily been the Colts' most uh, consistent linebacker. EJ Speed overall, I thought, had a pretty decent game. He had that really boneheaded penalty where he hit Matt Stafford late uh, in the that first drive, which really inexcusable when you're going up against a quarterback who is not looking to gain extra yards when he's running. Uh, but he made up for it. He had some nice plays, you know, he had a, um, he popped the ball out from Tyler Higbee on a pass breakup. That was critical late in the game. Uh, really big play by him. and he made another play down by the goal line. That was, that was big. So that guy is really, really coming into his own, um, Speaking of the linebackers, so I'm sure everyone noticed Shaquille Leonard was not very involved today. Um, From what I observed, he sat out a lot of the second half. We saw Saguna Luby go in there uh, when Zaire Franklin had to briefly leave to be evaluated for a back injury. So that's going to be something to monitor moving forward. After the game, Shane Steichen said it wasn't injury related. They were just rotating those guys. So it's strategic. Like it must seem like other guys are giving them better chances to win, or at least within the scheme that they're employing. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what they do with Leonard moving forward, because it's very heavily been Zaire Franklin and EJ speed um, as the, as the primary linebackers. And to see Alubi out there was pretty interesting as well. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, but moving beyond that, Uh, Andrew Moore, if you guys watch the pregame show, he said he he spoke very highly of Kenny and kind of called on him to make a big play. And he did, uh, just the second interception of the season for the Colts, believe it or not. Uh, but he came up with that, uh, undercut the route by Matt Stafford on a, it would have been a chunk play over the middle, uh, with how things were going. It would not have been surprising if they would have converted, but, uh, Kenny went low and grabbed the interception. Which again came at a really good time. It was in the second half when the Colts were looking to, to make a statement. They had just scored their first points, got a two-point conversion. Uh, they didn't score on the drive that Kenny gave them, but they did again on the drive afterward. Uh, so that was a big play. You know, it was it was taking the ball away from the Rams and not allowing them to answer the Colts' first touchdown. So really big play by Kenny. This defense, man, I mean, they're gonna have some growing pains, but schematic or performance-based whatever it was for for my money I, I think it was more about communication it wasn't necessarily like it wasn't necessarily like executioner guys just dropping the ball like I just don't think they should have played so much zone against an offense and quarterback that has shown that they can absolutely shred that so I'm not getting paid the big bucks to make those decisions, so I mean we'll we'll hear more throughout the week on why they elected to do that. Um, but yeah, that that's about all I got for this game. Uh, I know Zach will be back. We'll discuss more uh, in depth about what we see when we rewatch the games, watch the all twenty two things like that throughout the week, and then we'll move on to the Titans because it's going to be a big matchup, another AFC South matchup. Again, every AFC South team just won. It's a four-way tie at two and two. The Colts are technically still atop that, um, but we'll really want to look into that. And again, it's perhaps Jonathan Taylor week as well. So if you guys don't already follow at locked on Colts at Jake Arthur NFL and at Zach two on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube, wherever you get your listen to your podcasts, we're of course free ratings and reviews as well. We would love more of those. You know, we're, we're getting more and more audio listens, um, but not necessarily reflecting in the ratings and reviews. If you guys do that for us, it sends us up the charts. Uh, more people can, can start hearing what we have to say, good or bad about that. Uh, but yeah, we would definitely appreciate that from you guys. And with that, we will see you guys on Tuesday morning.